WDBM East Lansing. Hello, this is WDBM Impact 89 FM out of East Lansing. I'm Taylor Holterman, and today I'm here with Steve Robinson, who was recently selected to become the new president of Lansing Community College and is an Impact 89 FM alumni. Steve, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, Taylor, thank you so much for having me. And I got to tell you, I had chills when you said 89 FM, Impact Radio, East Lansing. I I said that a lot when I was a a student, and I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, my my name is Steve Robinson. I'm the incoming seventh president of Lansing Community College. Very excited to be coming back to Lansing. I'm currently the president of Owens Community College, which is in Northwest Ohio. We have campuses in Toledo and Finley. Uh, But coming back to Lansing and looking forward to moving back into the community, getting involved and uh, working with students at what really is one of the best community colleges in the country. Very proud of Lansing. It's where I got my teaching start and uh, LCC is a really great place and happy to be coming back. You mentioned that you are currently leading Owens Community College. Can you talk a little bit about what that transition is going to be like for you? Yeah, it's going to be a big deal because I've really thrown my heart and soul into this wonderful college. Owens is a little smaller than LCC, but it's similar in a lot of ways. You know, we have a lot of great transfer programming, so many of our students are transferring to four-year universities. But uh, we also have a number of uh, career-focused programs, very much like LCC, in a lot of the same programs in health and technology Uh, and a lot of applied fields that lead to really important jobs in our community. And we're also uh, going through what everyone is going through with the uh, coronavirus pandemic. So our students are learning remotely and working with their faculty um, through alternative delivery and online. And so the the transition is going to be a big one because uh, I've been so involved in this community. Uh, but the lucky thing for me is that folks folks here in Toledo, Ohio, they do understand that Lansing's home for me and that I'm very excited and that this is a great opportunity. LCC really does have a national reputation for being one of the best community colleges. So people understand. And uh, while there's a lot of work to do in the next few weeks, it's a really positive thing for me and my family. And what was it like making the decision to make the move to Lansing Community College? Were there things that influenced that choice? There were. Taylor, it's a great question. So um, I was not on the job market. You know, I've been at Owens Community College for five years. I've been the president for three. And so I was not in a phase in my career where I was looking for a new opportunity. And uh, I was recruited for the Lansing position, A, a really nationally known community college like LCC, when they do a national search, they, they really do reach out to sitting presidents. Um, it's that kind of institution. And, and it has such a great uh, reputation and wonderful people. I mean, the, the, the senior team at, at Lansing is fantastic. I'm getting to meet those folks. Um, this is a, a, a really excellent job. And so uh, when when uh, I was recruited, I really had to uh, think long and hard about throwing my hat into the ring because it's such a special place, and because of my long uh, you know connection to East Lansing, Lansing, MSU, and LCC. I mean, I started my teaching career at LCC, uh, so it, it was a hard decision, but it was the right decision, and and I'm already really excited that that uh, it's happening. 
Is it uh, a little intimidating to be coming back right to your backyard in such a large position, or is it just excitement? You know, it's primarily excitement. I mean, I think when you say intimidation, if, if, if you're not taking something seriously and having a little bit of nerves about it, maybe you're not taking it uh, with the gravity that, that it deserves. Uh, but I wouldn't say intimidated because, you know, I have, I have been a president for a number of years of a similar institution, and I'm also coming from a college that had some real challenges. Uh, you know, without getting into it, we had a lot of financial challenges several years ago at, at Owens Community College, and that helped me grow as a leader. So I'm not being cocky, but the challenges that face uh, LCC are, are real, but they're things I've, I've worked on before. And I also, you know, doing my research and taking a look at the great people at the institution and, and what's going on. This is a college that is up for the challenges that, that it faces. And so I'm, I'm just mostly excited. I have a lot to learn. You know, it's my, my orientation as a, as a leader is to be a listener and, and, and learn. And so I've got a good interval of, of sitting down with people and finding out, you know, what's, what's happening, what's going on. And, and I really look forward to that. So it's mostly excitement. That's good. When are you set to begin? And what do you hope to accomplish during your time at LCC? Uh, well, a little bit of that's up in the air. Um, you know, we're um, winding things down with my presidency at Owens. I think uh, middle of July is what our human resources have tagged part of my last day. But the board at Owens is is currently looking at what it does near term. And I'm still in, in conversations with the, with the great people on the board at Lansing. So a little bit of that's up in the air. But it, it, July is what we're talking about. Dr. Knight is, uh, has been a great president for, for LCC, and, and he's um, still there. And I want to be really mindful of the fact that you know the, there, there can only be one president at a time. And as for what I want to accomplish, I think I'd break that into two Time frames. the The first time frame is uh, any college, and particularly the students of that college. The biggest accomplishment is to is to move forward with safety and confidence in the middle of this pandemic. I mean, you see it at MSU. Um, you know, the, the, the that's the big issue is how do we start doing uh, what we need to do to achieve our mission and learn and complete classes, complete programs, and 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 do that in a way that's safe given COVID-19. And the folks at Lansing have already done great groundwork, uh, you know, for, for that. And so that, that's a continuation effort of making sure we get back to learning safely and also acknowledge that learning didn't really stop. I mean, our great faculty continued teaching online and uh, there's great stuff going, but we're, we do need to bring face-to-face -face back and we need to do it safely. So that's the first piece. The second piece, which is a little longer term frame, uh, time frame, is, is to be what Lansing Community College needs to be for the surrounding community. You know, community colleges are mission-driven institutions that really do two things, social mobility and economic development. So if on the social mobility front, we got to make sure that our students are transferring with great momentum to wherever they want to transfer if they're going to a university. Uh, we want to make sure they complete their programs and land that job that they were looking for, if that's their plan. And then on the economic development side, uh, Greater Lansing has has been dealt a, a really heavy blow with uh, with this pandemic. 
and community colleges can help with workforce development, with getting folks back to work, with training, all kinds of things. So that's really the next piece of work. And it's exciting work because a good community college can really help a community with those kinds of issues. Yeah, I come from a really small town and I actually started off my college career at a local community college. You did? Which one? It's called Baydenock. Baydenock. I know it well. Well, I noticed you had a UP uh, area code. Yeah. So good for you. Uh, And so how long were you at Baydenock? I um, started taking dual enrollment classes there my sophomore year of high school. Well, good. Well, not to flip the interview on you, but how was your community college experience? Did you like it? My community college was fantastic. Since it is a much smaller school, all of the teachers are very like close and personal with you, which is the type of learning that I really enjoy. And I think what you were saying about like the community college being a real part of the community and helping communities is so true. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Well, I, that is music to my ears. And so I'm going to get a little preachy here, Taylor. Always tell your story about starting at Badenock. When you put your resume together, when you got your LinkedIn profile, make sure that that's there because um, that, that's an amazing American story. Here you are, you know, doing great things in communications and journalism at, at one of the great R1 universities in our country, Michigan State. But you started off at a fantastic two-year college, so tell that story. There, there are 28 great community colleges in Michigan, and I'm biased, of course. I think LCC is the best one, but they all serve their very important purpose for the communities that they serve. So I'm, I, I bet you that my counterparts at Bay are just beaming with your success at Michigan State. I had no idea that there were 28 community colleges in Michigan. Speaking of college... You are an MSU alum as well. Can you talk to me a bit about your degrees at MSU and then also the focus on like community college in your work? I would love to. It's my favorite subject. Well, first of all, you know, I I love Michigan State. I hope you're having a great experience at MSU. My wife has two degrees from Michigan State. We just love Michigan State University. And from age 18 until I finished my PhD, that's what I was doing, is taking classes uh, at MSU. So I have three degrees. And in my undergrad, uh, which is a straight-up English literature degree, I was a music minor. And the music community in in East Lansing was really important to me. At the end of college and through graduate school, I worked in town at uh, Elderly Instruments, which you might know, one of the the great – guitar stores in the world actually that you know if you if you talk to people who are uh, into fretted instruments that it's top three um, vintage music retailer for decades just a great place Uh, but I loved MSU I obviously loved the campus I loved the English department but the the community college focus came in halfway through my master's degree I was gonna get another degree in English and um didn't really know what I was going to do with it. You know, I graduated with a bachelor's degree and I was working at a music store playing in a band and that was cool. But halfway through my master's program, I tagged along with a friend who was teaching at LCC and I had this conversion uh, experience. I've looked around and I saw a, a very different classroom. There were students who were older than my parents. There were students who were younger than me. Um, it was a very diverse group of students and I got energized. I'm like, this is what I want to do. I went back to Morrill Hall, which doesn't exist anymore. And I said, uh, 
I, I want to change my emphasis. I know what I want to do. I want to, I want to work at a community college. And so that's how I got that master's degree with the focus on English community college teaching. And the rest is history. I, you know, uh, got a great job in Flint at Mott Community College, and I've been doing this ever since. Uh, and the opportunity to come home and, and do it in Lansing at, at the place that uh, it all started, it's really exciting for me. Do you know what it was specifically about seeing people of all those different age ranges that made you so excited to be a part of a community college? Yeah, and I love that question. Uh, you know, nobody's ever asked. Uh, here, here's what it is. There, there are two pieces. One is it was just really interesting. I, and I, and I, I, I'm not putting down my undergraduate experience at Michigan State or my suburban Detroit high school, but it was sort of homogenous. There were a lot of the same types of people with a lot of the same types of background. And so the diversity of the student body was just, in, you know, interesting. There was more going on. So that's thing number one. But thing number two, there was a sense of purpose. Um, a lot of the students I went to high school with and a lot of the students that I uh, went to, uh, you know, my freshman and sophomore years at Michigan State were probably going to be successful wherever they went, you know. Uh, and what I loved about the community college classroom was that, look, it really matters what happens here. And the third component is everybody there had walked through that door under their own power. You know, I, I, I don't know what it's like now at MSU, but there's a, there, there was a chunk of students who were there just because it was expected that they were there. And, and maybe if they were, had a freer choice, they'd be doing something else. Everybody who ever walked through one of my community college classroom doors was there because they put themselves there under their own steam. And it was really exciting. So great question. I do notice that, especially at my community college back home, that there's an energy of like a personal drive coming from them. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And then speaking of music, seems like music has been a pretty big part of your life and you're actually an Impact alumni. You ran a show on Sunday mornings, which is coincidentally around the time that my show actually airs now. So can you tell me a little bit about your show and your time at Impact? All right. Well, I, I had your shift. Uh, so here, here's, here's the situation. It wasn't talk. It was, we're talking late 80s, early 90s, because I'm really old. Uh, and the station was over at 310 Auditorium Building. So it was up, you know, uh, above the theater and in an, an older studio. You probably have newer equipment. It was, it was cool equipment, but it was all hand-me-down equipment from WKAR, I think. Um, but my show was three hours of African music, culture, and news. And I came on before what was probably the most popular show, weekend show, uh, in the early 90s, late 80s, was the reggae sunsplash. It was just a, you know, playing at reggae. So it was kind of a world music focus. So uh, my show was called Crossroads of Africa. And I would read news stories from the AP Newswire from the continent of Africa. Uh, I had a lot of friends at MSU who were either in ag or engineering or foreign languages who were from Africa. I played in a couple bands with, with folks. And, and I just had this passion for African pop music. So, uh, and I'm my own collection of that. But it was really fun and I have very fond memories of my time at, uh, at Impact. One last question for you about Impact. Do you have a favorite memory? One funny memory is getting locked out of the studio when I had to go to the restroom. My strategy, and this is an old, old strategy, if you have to use the restroom, is, you know, find a really long track. And I, you know, so 
and the Nigerian stuff is great. So Fela Kuti, I think that I put on a tune that was 16 minutes long and I'm like, that's perfect. You know, I, I get, cause I had to leave the studio and go out to the restroom, but I got locked out. And this is, I'm so old. This is before everybody had cell phones and everything and trying to, you know, banging on doors, trying to find somebody who had a key. And I, uh, at that particular time, uh, I probably had about three minutes left, but when I got somebody either, uh, you know, somebody in facilities or custodian to, to, to let me in and save the day so there wasn't dead air. So that's one funny memory. I also have another memory of a lot of the collection that I, I played was my own stuff, CDs, records, and tapes, believe it or not. So cassette tapes. I had friends who would bring tapes back from Africa. A well-meaning station manager, um, and by this time I think I was in graduate school because I did the show at the end of undergrad and, and, and when I was working on my master's degree, a well-meaning station manager uh, was cleaning out the records uh, and getting rid of material that the station didn't need anymore. And he took all my records. He took them across the street at, to FBC and sold them. Yeah, so luckily I, I knew the fellow who owned and ran Flat Black and Circular at the time. And, and I walked through and he saw me and he said, I knew it was too good to be true that all this cool African stuff came in. I It's all over here. So we were able to fix that. Those are all of the questions that I have for you today, but I do want to give you the opportunity at the end here to say any final thoughts, anything about MSU Impact LCC? Yeah, we'll I have lots I could say, but what I would love to do is just revisit our part of the conversation where you talked with pride about your time at Bay. Um, I bet folks listening to us, there, there are more community college transfer students at Michigan State than most people would think. And it's, it's great to start off as a freshman at MSU. It's fine. It's, my, my son is going to be doing that. He's a, he's a music major. He's coming in the fall. But my message to those of you who have, are listening and started at a community college is be super proud of that. This is an awesome American success story of institutions working together. And I'm doing my research on what's happening in town. When I was a student at Michigan State, the relationship between LCC and MSU uh, was not as good as it is now. My understanding is that there's some great uh, partnership. And that's been one of the things that I'm passionate about is getting the community college to work with the, uh, the university and the community. And I'm hoping to leverage some of my you know, Spartan street cred as the president of LCC to even even intensify those partnerships. And then the, the last thing I would say to everybody who's listening, this is a really difficult time, uh, not just with the pandemic, uh, but what, what we're seeing uh, with civil unrest and uh, the, the very tragic deaths of, uh, of people we, from our communities that we care about. And so if you're listening, stay engaged. Don't despair. Uh, be positive. And uh, we're going to get through this. I think that's a great message to end this off on. Thank you so much for your time today, Steve. It's been great talking with you about Impact then and now and even MSU. I really appreciate it. Well, cool. Well, I'll, maybe maybe I can come into the studio for the next interview when we actually get out of stay-at-home order and we get to, back to some kind of face-to-face. But thanks for what you're doing, and uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. For WDBM East Lansing, I'm Taylor Halterman.